0: Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for joining the Cultivating Your Calling with Jeremiah and Annalisa Jimenez. My name is Jeremiah Jimenez, and I am here with my co-host, Annalisa Jimenez. Go ahead and say hi. Introduce yourself.
1: Hey, everyone. My name's Annalisa. I've been married to Jeremiah for almost 11 years in November, and we have two beautiful kiddos, uh, we've got a five-year-old who is about to be six, and we have an 18-month-old little girl. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, we're pretty excited about starting this podcast and being able to share our hearts and our thoughts with the rest. Um, we have had so many great opportunities come across us as um, you know, individuals, as a family, as we're growing in our professional careers people we've been able to interact with, and we just couldn't help but to share those very fruitful conversations with the rest. Um, our hope in this process of sharing this podcast with everyone is to help you find your potential and um, find your calling and where you are currently at or where you're looking to Uh, find yourself in the next five years or more. Um, So we are excited to be able to be here with you today. Um, Again, this is a a focus around family, professional careers, and about you as an individual. Um, I believe there's a quote out there that says you should work harder on yourself than you do on your job, and I fully believe in that concept as Where you put more into who you are as a person, you will find that uh, flowing right into everything else you are involved in, uh, whether it's volunteering, work, relationships, um, your relationship with your um, better half. As I have here today, my beautiful wife, she has... um, done so much to provoke so many great character qualities in me that I myself didn't even think I had. And um, the hope today is to do that with you. How can we help you in your day to day? And what does it look like to see leadership um, where you're at? Um, today's topic of discussion will be over servanthood leadership. Now, servanthood leadership, it sounds a little weird, um, when it comes to face value, but at the core of everything we do, there is a servanthood mindset. Um, Annalisa, when you hear servanthood leadership, tell me some of the thoughts that come to your mind.
1: Um, Well, for me, I think that confusion is something that comes to mind just because I know that we hear the term servant leadership um, a lot, and it can become one of those just kind of cliche phrases, I think. But really deep down, I think that servant leadership, kind of just to go off of what you said earlier, really once you define who you are as an individual, Um, and what your values are, it can just emulate into anything that you do, whether it's at home or in the workplace. So servant leadership to me just looks like, um, hospitality and really cultivating all that you can be as an individual and then utilizing that to define your mission and your vision for your life going forward.
0: I love that. Now, I believe you just came across a book uh, by a person who was once the CEO of the United Franchise uh, called Built to Serve. Um, Share a little bit about that and what you were exposed to in the first portion of that.
1: Yes, I'm currently um, just in Chapter 3. I started that book yesterday, Um, but something that really stuck out to me was a story about Dan. Um, he talked about the importance of just um, meeting everyone where they are. And he walked into United just to kind of um, do a checkup and see how everything was stocked and what it looked like. And he ran into a employee who had literally just been on the clock for four hours. And this kiddo came up to him and introduced himself. And he said, hey, when can I be promoted to the director? And Dan said, huh, that's interesting. Why, why do you ask? And he said, well, because I want to make a difference. And Dan said at that moment he was just kind of um, humbled and shook in a way um, to explain to the individual that you don't necessarily have to be a director or a CEO of a company to make a difference Um, So he explained to him that as long as he could align with the values and the mission of United, he could make a difference where he was, even just being on the clock for four hours. And so I think that that really spoke to me because we get caught up in the mundane of life and um, our day to day routines, that I think that sometimes we forget that even in the simple things like loading your kids into the car or packing a lunch or, you know, letting someone get in front of you um, in the middle of traffic, you can really make a difference literally where you are. You don't have to be at the top of a, um, a company.
0: I love that. I think there's a, you know, the theme of this year so far uh, has been around embracing the process. And and I love that that shared experience through that book from Dan Sanders where he emphasizes on embracing where you're at right now, the, the process that we're in. I, I feel that you're, you're right in that the mundane of things or getting caught in the tasks versus the process on what it's really doing for you as a person can really mislead and misdirect you in where you should be going as a leader and, and as a, a person who is here to make a difference, um, it's, it's so important to, to focus on patience. Patience is something that we don't really have a lot. It's easier to say to your kids when they're asking you for, like, you know, maybe something to eat or they, they want something to uh, – um, before you to buy in a store that they seen on the TV, and you tell them to have patience, or you know have patience before they, they get their turn, because you're focusing on their other ha- siblings. Um, but we forget about patience as we get older. We get into the the ideas of what we deserve, or what we should have, or where we should be, and we forget about that that focus of the process and what it really does to us as a person versus where it's taking us as a title. So I I love that a lot. I mean, in you know, a professional careers. We see that uh, where we just lose the difference. We lose that difference. We don't make the difference because we're focusing on who we are, but do we even know who the janitor's name is? Do we even make the chance to pick up the very, um, maybe a small plastic container that's on the floor as we're walking into our, our office locations? Do we, do we take the time to make the small, actions that really are a symptom of a much greater effect in our heart as a person. I think we lose who the person
1: is overall
0: because we're so focused on what we want to achieve, task oriented. And you can see that in all areas of corporate America, um, whether you're working in a church or you're working in a, um, a multi, uh, Fortune 500 company, you're the, the small acts of kindness, the small acts of of paying attention to the to the details really are a much greater symptom of who you are and how that process is really making a difference for the better.
1: Yeah, I think that um just in a place of where we are now and kind of how it's just been a big emphasis in our home lately, but just not necessarily having all the details. Um a friend of mine, we call it kind of being in the gap. Um, not having the details, and that's okay, but embracing the process and what's going on in that moment. Um, again, you know, I think we just get so caught up in in just having everything. The fast food kind of has spoiled us, the industry, in a sense that we can drive up to Wendy's and get our nuggets in five seconds. And so um, when you are in a place where you know what the end result could possibly be, or you're anticipating the end result we forget that there's a process and and so i think that because we don't stop to take time to really enjoy the moment and enjoy what we can get out of where we are currently as we are on our way to whatever it is um we just lose sight and so i think we get frustrated but you know like i said just living in the gap and not necessarily having all the details, but knowing that there's opportunity in the midst of the gap and fully capitalizing on the growth. You always tell me that. You always tell me embrace the process, hone in on the opportunity. Um, So that's just been big in our household, and it's actually really taught me that I don't necessarily have to know what the end game or end result is going to be but I know that the seeds that I'm sowing will soon reap a healthy harvest at one point. It doesn't necessarily have to be in five minutes or five seconds. It might be five, 15 years down the line. Um, But there's so much opportunity in the process.
0: I love it. And whatever your, your market. um, Looks like today, whether you're in fast food, whether you're in IT, healthcare, um, sales, ultimately those areas that you're in is a facilitator for a much greater cause, and that cause is to serve people. I, I always say when we are introduced to a new set of people that are brought into our organization that it's not... Uh, the field that you're walking into today that you're really looking to, um, you know, be a professional in, it is the people business that you really are in ultimately overall. So your service that you're delivering is a byproduct of what you're really looking to achieve. And the achievement is to be in the business of serving people. Um, That's is where we are all today. And if we can help ourselves by making sense of that, where we are at, we can ultimately find that um, means of delivering that service at a much greater level of excellence versus the mediocre approach. And it will bring much more meaning to what we do. I feel like the why behind what we do is much greater than what we need to do because if we're focused on the what's, we'll be task-oriented. When we're focused on the whys, we will be purpose-oriented.
1: Yeah, I think we just have to get to a place in our lives where we um kind of roll out the task, I guess, for lack of better words, and um focus on the why and ultimately really what we're doing in the workplace. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, like you said, if you work in a restaurant or if you're a doctor or CFO, um, there is always going to be an individual, a person tied to your work. And so being able to meet them where they are and make a difference in the opportunity that you're given, I think that, um, that really truly defines with servant leadership and, and how we really can make a difference, wherever we are.
0: I love that. I think I saw a quote the other day, either it was a John Maxwell book, or um, I'm pretty confident with John Maxwell, which says that you can't really add a value to people if you don't value people. And ultimately when we're, we're in our careers, we're either inwardly focused or we're externally focused towards the needs of others. And it's so easy to focus on the, the inward um, desires of, of what I can benefit, what I can gain, um, where we miss the whole scope of a servant leadership approach and values not really brought to the people we are working with um, or working for or working to serve. And it, again, it doesn't matter if they are the CEO or the... Um, Part of janitorial services, each person has significance and being mindful of their significance and the value they bring to your area, organization, company, uh, whether you lead it or whether you are um, part of the leadership group, those individuals are the means of what your company is becoming. Um, I think it's Mark Miller who shared a little bit about the growing organization of Chick Fil A and how it started by identifying who needs to run things and giving all ability from that point for the people to make the choices. Um, it was it was a organization that's, that was built I think in 1964 or somewhere like that and. You look at it today, and it is a huge, successful business that has some of the most positive, servant-focused approaches to how they deliver their service to people and make you feel welcomed. Um, That is how we should do it in our day-to-day. We have... Chick-fil-A showing a proof of concept of what servanthood or servant leadership looks like and making that a focus on who we are in the midst of everything around us. Because the work will always get done. doesn't matter what the work would look like or or what it's entailed. Uh, But it's always going to get done. And there will always be people to fill those positions but the positions aren't for the individuals. They're for the purpose of serving.
1: I really think too. just going back to what you said at the beginning um, about how true servant leadership really comes when you have decided to grow as an individual, um, no matter what you aspire to do in life, as long as you are growing and um, continuing to just further your, you know, knowledge or whatever, I think that that's just so important because you cannot pour out and give and serve to the best of your ability if you're lacking in certain areas, whether it's at home, um, in your marriage, or at work. Um, But what I love about Chick-fil-A and how it coincides with servant leadership is, you know, I've always wondered because I love the hospitality industry, For me, that just, I feel like it's embedded in my DNA. And so serving for me just is so much fun. But I've always wondered, you know, like to have a brand like Chick-fil-A in this day and age with, you know, all the debates about politics and religion. I feel like their name has always been protected. And um, I feel like it's been protected and been successful because of the core values that they hold, which is um, they truly believe that every individual that walks into Chick fil A is someone that God has entrusted them to. And so they want to store that well. And so they're gonna go the extra mile and do whatever it takes to make sure that whoever it is that walks through the doors of Chick fil A is not just getting a chicken sandwich but they're being equipped and they literally feel like they can conquer the world when they're ordering that chicken sandwich. And so um, I think we were listening to a podcast and the interviewee asked Dan Sanders, or what was his name? I'm sorry. Mark
0: Mark Miller. Mark
1: Miller. He asked him, he said, so how do you like get through the idea of allowing someone to take the name of Chick-fil-A and, like, trust them to not screw it up. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 no. Let me, let me help you out here. Like, let me help you understand. The person who builds the franchise, who, you know, who wants to become a franchise owner, they're building the brand of Chick-fil-A. And so it just, it's a level of trust that I believe equips someone and empowers someone to go that second mile. I think he even said opportunity is found in the second mile. Um, So, you know, there's just a sense of when you are in a place as an individual where you can trust someone enough to take the name, you know, something as fantastic as Chick-fil-A and you trust that they are going to steward it well, it gives that person a sense of empowerment to go that second mile. And so therefore you have this very successful company, hence Chick-fil-A, and all these franchises, and they're all successful. And I don't care where you are in the world, but when you walk into Chick-fil-A to order a chicken sandwich, I can guarantee you're going to walk out feeling like you can conquer the world. Yeah, That's I how I feel.
0: <laughs> that, no, that, that's, you know, that's an important statement. I, we don't want to miss this. If you're listening to this right now, I want, I want to reiterate on that. The, the concept that the individual makes the franchise successful, it's every corporation, every business you're going to be involved in will have its own infrastructure, its own processes, its own items that it's going to deliver or serve for the people. Ultimately, at the end of it all, it's the people that make it a success, cultivates the right environment for people to want to thrive or people who want to leave. It'll either be um, something that you leave energized, energized to want to conquer the world. I agree in that. Every time I leave the drive-thru, I feel like I'm a NASCAR driver, ready to just go to my next destination, um, or it, you will cultivate an environment of poisoning the well. At the end of that, looking at the person, knowing the individual is the successor of aligning themselves with the mission and a vision of the company. It all starts right where you're at, right where your feet are. It, it, it can't start in your job. It can't start after you get a family. Um, it can't start next month, next year, when you get the promotion, when you get that title, when you get – Done with addressing financial issues, it starts in the here and now. It starts exactly where, you are at, where you're at with the person you look at in the mirror. Um, you have to work harder on yourself than you do your job. Ultimately, when you do that, your job benefits, your family benefits, your relationships benefit. You have to start right where you're at.
1: Yeah, I agree. And so I think um, just taking everything that we've talked about and kind of just bundling it back together, I guess, um, you know, like servant leadership, we've talked about like working on personal growth. And then we kind of, we talked about Chick-fil-A and the success and how it makes you feel amazing. But it all started with that one person who decided to be a difference maker. But in order to be a difference maker, he had to work on himself. And again, being in the gap, being in the space of not having all the details, he didn't know what the end result was going to be. But he knew that as long as he continued to grow personally, that it was going to make a difference in his family, in his marriage, in his business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just all all starts there. It all starts with the one thing that you decide is a decision. Um, How are you going to grow? How are you going to improve? You know, we, I know that we haven't always had people around us that have helped us. We've kind of just had to do it ourselves, maybe as far as personal growth. But I think that when you get to a place of where you can recognize that there's something more and you're encouraged to grow, then you know that no matter what the end result is, as long as you're making strides obviously there's going to be a good result. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Um, definitely do send some feedback. We, we want to hear the good and the bad. And I think our purpose is really just to, um, to just share our experiences. We, we love people. I think that you can agree with that, right? Yes, definitely. We love people as much as I do. And, um, we are just walking through this life and learning and growing. And I think it's fun to um, have people come alongside you. So, so yeah.
0: Hey, I want to say a big thank you to all of you that listened to this episode today. If you listen to this podcast, do me a big favor, share this content on social media, provide us feedback And then subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Your subscription will help provide more exposure of this content to new listeners and will help us reach out to more. Thank you all again for your time here with us today. And we look forward to the next opportunity we have to provide you with new content and a new episode.